Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene right here on WGWG. We appreciate you spending time with us. We do talk movies, we do uh, interviews, we do uh, reviews, all sorts of hot topics related to film. Uh, and today we're really happy to have back with us uh, Tom Siegel. Uh, the last time we had Tom on the show was when Bohemian Rhapsody was rising. And I do mean rising in so many ways. Uh, Tom, you've had over four decades uh, of experience from documentaries to films like Usual Suspects, the X-Men franchise, Drive, Three Kings, and Bohemian Rhapsody. We just want to thank you for being back with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, Tom, I tell you, the past few months, uh, there have been a, a few films that I've been able to enjoy, uh, not too many of them in theaters. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all experiencing that, uh, missing that opportunity. But, but two of them that have been standouts to me both have your name attached to it. So really excited uh, to be talking to you about Extraction and Defy Bloods, both of these movies available on, uh, on Netflix. And uh, again, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. I know you've got a busy schedule. And thanks for specifically about talking about these two films. Oh, it's my pleasure. That it was, it's been quite a year, so uh, happy to talk about them. Now, both of these films have some similarities. You've got the war-related elements that are going on. You've got films, uh, both of these deal with, with loss. Uh, they also kind of deal with finding what you left behind. Um, talk, if you would, about some of the uh, similarities and some of the differences and the shooting styles that you had to incorporate with these films, even though they had these similarities in and themes. Well, there was definitely overlaps in thematic overlaps with Extraction, with The Five Bloods, and even with the film I just finished, Cherry. But when you talk about Spike Lee and you talk about Sam Hargrave, you're talking about two very, very different directors. And that's meant as a compliment to both of them because they both bring a very particular um, kind of worldview to their filmmaking. Um, you know, Sam, uh, Sam Hargrave, who I did extraction with, um, comes out of the stunt world. Um, he was a, a stunt coordinator and became second unit director on some huge movies like Captain America and Avengers and stuff like that. But he's very much not the stereotypical sort of stunt man. And, um, I, I really came to appreciate uh, him when I first met him, and I was a little skeptical about, oh, you know, stunt, stunt guy directing. And the first thing he said to me is he said, I, I want to make an, uh, an art house movie disguised as a stunt, as an action film. Wow. And, wow. Um, and he said this to me while we were meeting in a vegetarian restaurant, because he's a vegetarian, <laughs> who also happens to be a singer-songwriter. So I was like, I, I realized right away, like, okay, this is not what you thought, and this is a guy that has a very sort of unique perspective, and I think the film reflects it. Spike, um, you know, who I've known for, for uh, decades uh, and done, you know, numerous commercials with, um, you know, has a massive legacy and, and, and um, is... You know, he's one of the great American masters. He's um, a very singular voice and really has 
opened a, a, a door and paved the way for uh, other black filmmakers and, and also, you know, filmmakers that really wanted to talk about the issues of the day, um, which is so often seen as verboten in, in cinema. So I think um, that uh, Spike not only is a singular uh, individual, a singular voice, but he has a very defined and sort of um, particular style of filmmaking that is, um, you know, uh, very different than, say, um, Sam's approach or even the Russo brothers, who I did Cherry with afterwards. So for me, the last three movies have been a fantastic um, journey of filmmaking with um, really talented people that have really different um, uh, ways of approaching their craft. I got to sit in on a virtual press conference with Spike talking about Defy Bloods, and he was so complimentary of you and your work, and he talked about you bringing uh, your ideas, and, and you you know became a location scout, and his favorite scene in Defy Bloods was uh, one that happened because you chose a particular location I'm not going to give any spoilers away for those who have not seen it, but we'll just say that a ghost from the past comes back to have a, a, a to be reunited with someone from the present. And, and and Spike was really blown away about what you had in mind for a particular scene. And you probably know the scene I'm talking about. Could could you share some of your thoughts about that? Well, yeah, you know, both Spike and I unfortunately were. Um, you know, we had really um, abbreviated uh, prep schedules for this movie. I, I literally finished Extraction one day and started The Five Bloods the next. So um, it was a it was a challenge. Um, Wynn Thomas, uh, who had worked a bunch with Spike before, had gone down and scouted some locations. Um, but as often happens with a movie, you know, um, the production designer usually gets in there. Uh, before the cinematographer and starts to narrow down locations. And then when cinematographer gets involved, you go and you see them. And, um, you know, you hope they're all great. And, uh, some, a lot of them aren't chosen. So you start to scout them. And, um, and you know, everybody has a different perspective on a location. What works for a designer may not work for a cinematographer or the other way around. Um, so, you know, um, when as soon as I got to Thailand, I started scouting, like, I mean, a minute later. Uh, and um, we found some, you know, we had some really great locations. And then there were some locations that, um, you know, didn't work as well for me. I, I, I wasn't totally happy with. And then there were some locations that, you know, you just have to accept because for whatever reason, you have very little time. You're trying to get a schedule together and you just got to figure out how to make it work. So, you know, um, as a cinematographer, you're always trying to balance uh, this, the, the hunt for the perfect location with the, um, the, the, how user-friendly it is. Can you actually shoot the location? And then um, trying to do that all in a timely fashion because at the end of the day, you know, sooner or later you have to start um, getting permits and you have to start prepping uh, locations and you have to be ready to shoot when you get there. So um, those are all, you know, 
challenges. And um, I think I know the scene you're talking about, that Spike was talking about. And yeah, that was one where there was a different location initially chosen that I wasn't totally satisfied with. And, and um, you know, when I presented the location where we finally did it with Spike, he, you know, he, he got on board right away. He, he was very, he clearly understood why I was promoting it. So, you know, that's all part of a normal process of making a film. And, um, you know, sometimes when the shorter your prep, the more that uh, process gets exaggerated. Yes, Spike talked about just the beauty of that scene, especially when he saw it come to life on the screen and uh, some of the ideas you had with, uh, with the fog and with the lighting coming in at just the right spot. And uh, that was a powerful scene. And um, uh, as was the uh, going to uh, extraction, uh, the 12-minute the long take or the simulated 12-minute long take, wow, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I watched uh, Extraction with my son. And uh, we, we watched it when it uh, right before it came out. We got the early screener for it. And we watched that take and immediately we went back and watched it again. We were just blown away. That's probably one of my favorite scenes uh, that I've seen this year. So I'd love for you to walk me through that 12 minute journey <laughs> into making that happen. Well, I, hope, I, hope, I hope you got to the end of the movie before you rewatched it. <laughs> um, that, that, you know, Sam had done a similar scene in Atomic Blonde. Uh, and um, in extraction, I think for him, it was really important that from the moment when things went wrong with uh, the extraction, um, he wanted you as a, a viewer to be right in the driver's seat with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Rudy's characters. He wanted it to be a really immersive experience, like you're right in the middle of, um, of, of, of the action. So I think in Extraction for him, it was less about a bravura thing about, hey, look how I did this all in one take, and more about not giving you a breath or a breather or letting you walk away from it to a more objective position, you know? Right, right. So, um, I think that was really the motivation for him. And it was a huge challenge. I mean, that was a case where we did prep it, <laughs> had time to prep, and we, we prepped that for weeks, <laughs> chose the locations. We chose locations based on the action and then sometimes adjusted the action based on the location. We um, also uh, did rehearsals in, like, vacant lots and stuff just to make sure that, the action um, was really going to work and that, to see if we needed to adjust anything or if we needed to adjust our, uh, you know, our tools or methodologies. Um, and then it took about two weeks to shoot. So it was a, it was a very um, involved prep and uh, a very complicated um, uh, uh process to get it done but you know i think the results speak for themselves uh, you're no stranger to long takes you did that in a different way with bohemian rhapsody and some of the things uh i want to talk about quickly i know you don't have a lot of time but again i want to thank you for being here 
Uh, Defy Bloods, you had multiple cameras that were used, multiple aspect ratios. Talk about the reasons behind that and maybe some of the challenges you faced. Uh, yeah, in Five Bloods, you know, we we um, started the movie in Ho Chi Minh City, a modern sort of bustling city, and we kind of wanted um, that to have a clean, modern, um, you know, more clinical look than the rest of the movie. So we shot it uh, in a large format camera with very modern lenses, um, and the 240 widescreen aspect ratio uh and then when we went to the jungle we transitioned uh to a 185 aspect ratio where the top and the bottom letterbox opened up and we used uh, older lenses and a, a, a slightly lower resolution camera and um we um uh did our flashbacks with um the 16 millimeter camera and reversal film. That was a format that was in, intended to be true to the um, newsreel footage of the day, and we had a lot of archival material. So we wanted it to, uh, you know, have a similar feel and look um, to how you would have shot it if you were a newsreel cameraman at the time. Yeah, and you even had uh, one of the characters walking around with the camera as well and capturing um, capturing what he was seeing unfold as well. And I, I loved how that was integrated into this film also. Yeah, that was very much uh, Spike, uh, you know, wanted um, the character of Eddie to have a, uh, um, he was a photographer during the war, so he thought it would be interesting if he still had his cameras and uh, he gave him a Super 8 camera to walk around uh, um, and, you know, carry with him during the adventure and capture footage. Yeah. And actually, I um, gave him the Super 8 camera, and he did the, the shooting himself. So that wow. Wow. Well, it really worked. It really worked in this film. Um, yeah. I, I know we're getting ready to wrap up here, but... Um, I, I think with each film that you shoot, and if I remember correctly, last time we spoke, you said that there's always that one scene or that one perfect shot or that one perfect take that stands out for you. What would that perfect take or that perfect scene be for both of these films, Extraction and for Defy Bloods? Well, I think for Extraction, you know, no no question that the, the great... Um, uh, sort of sequence. I mean, I think there's a lot of great sequences in it, but that um, the uh, 11 and a half minute wonder um, was really a, a very effective yeah. scene, not only uh, cinematically, but storytelling-wise, and um, very, very happy with the way that came out. Um, um, and I think for The Five Blood, the, the um, scene uh, that you mentioned that Spike had mentioned in the in the press conference, that really is sort of the culmination of um, Delroy Lindo's character's journey. Uh, I thought was um, just a, a beautiful, I mean, scene and example of where everything just comes together. You know, lighting, performance, camera, 
location, um, script, everything just all came together like lightning in a bottle. And um, that was a really um, very gratifying that that scene could come together that way, especially considering how important it is to the story of, uh, that's being told in the movie. Absolutely. Tom Siegel, our guest, I thank you again for your time. I really uh, look forward to continuing to see your work, and I always love your work. And are there any uh, things that you can share with us about Cherry before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I think Cherry is, um, uh, you know, I, I got the privilege um, to shoot for the Russo brothers, who are, you know, probably better known for uh, um, the Avengers movies and uh, Captain America and some amazing TV like Arrested Development and Community. Um, and they had actually produced the um, Sam Hargraves extraction film. So when they came to me with Cherry, it was like a no-brainer. Um, and Tom Holland plays a character who um, uh, has his heart broken, so he heads, he enlists and gets sent to Iraq and comes back from Iraq dealing with all of the, um, the issues of post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome. So it's, uh, it's a tough movie. Um, but it's a really, really beautiful piece of work. And Tom Holland's performance, I, I can tell you, um, is absolutely mind boggling. He's, he's extraordinary in the movie. Um, not unlike <laughs> the amazing performance that Delroy Lindo gave us for right. the five blood. Wow. Yeah. Well, Tom, I can't wait to have you back on the show when Cherry is released and we'll talk more about that then. And. Again, thanks for your time and really appreciate your efforts always, sir. My pleasure and uh, enjoy the movies. All right. Tom Siegel, our guest right here on Cinema Scene on WGWG. Until next time, that is a wrap.